Hillcrest Media Group presents a CMG podcast. Keys to the city. The car stopped by Colby, well, floated Shaq, and then Shaq goes like this, and the rest is history. Pay attention. Don't tell me what to do, devil woman. But Speaking of those Lakers. But I, but I, hold on, fun. But I didn't make my I didn't make my I said Denver's going to win. Yeah, you did. You said that. There's no other show like that. Clover Crest is doing great things right now. Streaming everywhere. superstar Kobe Bryant, 41 years of age, was killed in a helicopter crash earlier today just outside of Los Angeles. Hello, everyone. I'm so sorry I can't be with you tonight. However, I couldn't completely miss the chance to take a moment to share some thoughts with all of you. The lesson I cherish the most is how important it is to love what you do. If you love what you do and it's making you happy, all the hard work and perseverance will pay off. I once had a counselor tell me that I shouldn't play basketball, that it would never amount to anything for me. His negativity towards me made me stronger. You can't stop people from trying to limit your dreams, but you can stop it from becoming a reality. Your dreams are up to you. I encourage you to always be curious, always seek out things you love, and always work hard once you find it. For three. Lakers will get a chance to take the lead and look who ha- <laughs> With half a minute to play, Bryant for the lead! Yes! Kobe Bryant gives the Lakers the lead! <laughs> oh, I tell you something, this is, you know, he was legendary before this game. This is this takes it to an absolute another level. An absolute another level. Don't, don't give up any fouls. Hayward all the way. Misses. Taken by Randall. Bryant ahead with seven seconds. Carson. No. Lakers are gonna win it. The Lakers are gonna win it. What a performance. What an exit for number 24. Means the significance of one of its greatest stars saying goodbye. Here it is. Thank you. 
fell asleep watching Sports Center. Woke up on some shit. Gotta appreciate the greats. Got them screaming on call. They just want more. Black mama. Got them screaming on call. They just want more. Yeah, who you know did it like Cole, 60 to go That's some cold shit, call it 60 below I mean he played like he got ice in his veins Shoot it in your face from far, man That boy gotta be nice at the range I talked with him twice at the games Once at the trade it on video I say we had a nice little exchange of words He said you gotta come and spice up the game Say word, Kobe giving me advice is insane, absurd Your favorite player you watch slice through the lane it's putting you on the game and the price of this fame These are the things that let you know that your life's gonna change And that shit stuck in your head like a knife in your brain See back then, I just wanted ice in my chain Some sneakers, some jerseys, some flights on a plane I mean, I was getting money, started pricing little things Chasing all the girls, didn't have a wifey to explain Just the light skin in the range, the nicest with the brain The head that make you come before the light could even change Back to the other scoring leader See, I was fucking with someone He wore Adidas, number 8 in the front They was hating them, no When you blow up, why do people try to play in you, though? Like, they ain't got five rings of their own But these peasant niggas still try kings on a throne I mean, this chick told me, give her a ring or she gone And after that, she couldn't get a ring on the phone The number you have reached it's no longer in service for a leash Never you lease the turtles Try to treat me like I'm street But I was Zach Morris Get some things you can't teach Like them game winning shots You gotta wanna take it Same way you can miss it Is the same way you can make it That's that Kobe fourth quarter shit You saw the shit In 2000 he threw it up And Shaq caught the shit Nigga I be on my Jordan shit Reggie sent the Kobe pack Jordan 3, Jordan 8 Laker jersey coordinate Matter of time for they call your name Hope you ready for that Hall of Fame. Yeah. April 13th, Mama Day forever. Kobe gone, but his legacy gonna play forever. We put 40 for my man Kobe. Yeah, they said he gave 40 to every team in the league. So I just gave y'all a quick 40. Gonna wake up. What can I say? Mamba out. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Posting Up podcast. Uh, obviously, today marks one year since we lost the legend Kobe Bryant, his daughter Gianna, and seven other people in a helicopter crash in Calabasas, California. Uh, Kobe Bryant not only was a legend on the court, he was a legend off the court. Uh, he was only only beginning to do things with his life uh, outside of basketball before it was obviously cut way too short. So today we're going to start off the show by remembering Kobe after that amazing video. I mean, all the on-the-court stuff, what more could you say than what you saw in that video? And um, I wanted to go around the, the sort of the proverbial circle here. I wanted to get everyone's... Uh, Everyone's favorite Kobe memory, because if you don't have one, you're not a basketball fan. So, Zay, why don't we start with you? I don't actually have a favorite Kobe memory. I actually don't like Kobe. I never. I'm a Nick fan, obviously. So, growing up watching Kobe come to the Garden was probably like one of the worst things that can happen. You know, he'll go for 64 and make you feel real bad. But um, 
I do have one thing that I do like about Kobe. I tore my Achilles a couple years back playing football. And when I got to watch his documentary and see how he went through it and, and got through the rehab, it really inspired me and helped me to get back to where I am and being able to play sports again. So that was really huge for me. Um, also, you know, you got to see another side of Kobe in that documentary. I didn't know he was such like a, he was so huge. He was just, you know, he was deeper than just basketball. But, you know, I was a Nick, as a Nick fan. I only know the basketball side of him torching my team every time. <laughs> Jace, obviously, uh, his last career game was against your Jazz. Um, do you kind of consider that your favorite moment or you got something else? Um, yeah, I guess uh, the just the connection of it being with the Jazz, that is a moment I will always hold near and dear to my heart. But uh, I, I'm with Zay. I, I grew up not liking Kobe. I mean, I, I was a big Shaq guy growing up. And just seeing the split there, I didn't like it. But more and more, as I saw what he was able to do and complete by himself, uh, I love Kobe. And this was, I mean, it's crazy to think a, a full year has passed since we lost such one of basketball's greats. Yeah, and you know, um, I think that's kind of what Kobe wanted. Uh, you say you guys didn't like him. Obviously, you're not saying as a person. You're saying as a basketball player. And the reason you guys don't like him is because he torched your guys' teams every time he touched the ball. So I think that's kind of Kobe embraced that kind of um, bad guy role. And that's that's kind of what I like about Kobe Bryant, how he, he never was phased by the booze and the chants in the crowd that he sucks or – He'll never be Michael Jordan. He'll never be LeBron. He was Kobe, and and that probably for me is um is the best feeling for me. So, um, with that being said, we will go to our first game break of the day. But we will first get a message from Clovercrest Media. Looking for a casual baseball podcast to listen to? Well, Baseball with the Bard, presented by Clovercrest Media, has just what you're looking for. Tyler Bard and Noah Cross cover a wide range of happenings in the MLB and then dive into a deep focus on the Red Sox and Yankees. Join us every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for your weekly dose of Baseball with the Bard. So, our first game break of the day. Um, (laughs) Tonight, we have a very interesting game. And I say interesting because of the two men who are on this on this podcast with me. We have Isaiah's Knicks going up against uh, Jace's Jazz. So I'm going to let you guys just get into that and analyze that game because I'm going to just sit back and enjoy this one. <laughs> um, not much to analyze here. Um, with Jazz on a five-game win streak, Knicks eight on games. eight games. Eight games. Game. Excuse me, correction. Eight-game win streak. Knicks on a two-game lose streak. Um, two teams going in totally opposite directions, and the Knicks need to get back going the other way. Hopefully, you know, they can get back going the other way. Maybe quickly we'll hopefully get the start soon. Maybe, you know, Randall will tune in his inner Kobe tonight and torch the Jazz for me and get me a win, you know, make us feel real good. But uh, like I said, with the Knicks, you got to understand, still a young team, and this team is, like I said, you're going to go through these stretches of, you know, games where you lose. It's about what you do after you lose. Can you bounce back? Can you, you know, get going forward? Can you make a push for the playoffs, and whether an eight seed, seven seed, or a six seed? You know, that's that's the goal for the Knicks this year for, my, for me, honestly. Well, I mean, if anyone's unleashing their inner Kobe tonight, it's Donovan Mitchell. And, I mean – 
Julius Randle can do all he can do, and it's not going to be much because Gobert is going to lock him down. Randle's not going to be able to do anything. Getting in that paint. Wait, did we put 30 on y'all last time? <laughs> all right, but he, he ain't doing it this time. I'm telling you that right now. I'm almost sure we hung 30 on you guys last time. All right, and the Jazz are going to – I mean, Donovan Mitchell's going for 50 tonight. Oh, is he? Yeah. <sighs> yes, sir. Gobert's going to get 20 rebounds. I mean, the, Julius Randle's going to be a non-factor. Oh. It, it's just going to be – a pillaging from the Utah Jazz. Do you realize he's had almost an all-star year? I would consider it an all-star year for Julius Randle if there was an all-star game. Yeah, in the East, in the East, that's an all-star year. Okay, here we go. <laughs> here we go. This is what I wanted. I mean, the imagine going against LeBron, Kawhi, night in, night out, and you guys yeah. just got Ben Simmons. I'm sure. don't have three superstars. Okay, that's a one. Philly has two, th- th- uh, two. I give them two, two superstars. Yeah, but how? Miami. How, how often are they both on the floor together? Everyone's got a knee injury, a hip injury. They're all resting their boo boos every now and then. I'm sure. How often are they all on the floor together? I'm sure. <laughs> on that note, uh, tomorrow my 76ers take on the Los Angeles Lakers on a nationally televised game. That'll be a big game for the Sixers, in my opinion. I think that that's an important game for them to win uh, against the powerhouse in the West. Obviously, the Lakers are title favorites, and uh, the 76ers are still resting on top of the Eastern Conference. Then uh, Thursday, Clippers versus Heat. And then on Friday, a doubleheader with the Bucks versus the Pelicans in the Jazz versus the Mavericks. Um, Jace, that Jazz-Mavs matchup, are you worried about Luka Doncic? Who do you guys have to really stop him? Um, the best bet's Connolly, but even like the perimeter defense is not that good for the Jazz, and especially on the wings, too. It's not that good. It's going to be rough. Um, I, I do like how... Much Doncic has the ball in his hand, so I think a guy like uh, Conley will be able to slow him down a bit. But when it, but I, I do expect it to be a rough game. Um, but but I expect the Jazz to continue to stay hot. And Isaiah, that that Clippers matchup with versus Miami. Um, Miami has lost seven out of their last ten games. We've obviously talked about how slow they've started and how poorly they've looked on the court. Obviously they've been without Jimmy Butler. So that factors in, but uh, are you concerned about how this Miami team's performing? And maybe, maybe is their depth a question mark with Jimmy Butler out or. Um, when you think about it, we're, we're a quarter way through the season. I'm, I'm really not worried about them right now. Cause you know, like you said, they're still pretty well doing pretty well in the standings. They lost a couple of games, and you can always bounce back. Like you said, when you have a player like Jimmy Butler coming back to your team, that's going to be a huge boost. So if you can find a way, like I said, to weather the storm, similar to what I said with the Grizzlies a while back, when I said if they could find a way, you know, to keep winning without Ja, when Ja comes back, you know, they'll be in a good position, and they right now are in a good position. I think the Heat is the same situation where if they just continue to find a way to win as much as they can until Butler gets back, they should be fine getting into the playoffs. I'm not really worried about that. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with that. I think the Miami Heat will be fine once once they get back into their groove and they get Jimmy Butler back and everything. Um, so I want to go back for our next segment, Jace. I want to go back to the Jazz. Um, they obviously, like we said, have won eight in a row. Uh, they look impressive. Donovan Mitchell is playing great basketball. Uh, Rudy Gobert obviously is still a great defender as he is. Um, they have they have one of the deepest benches in the West, in my opinion. I think they have a good six man in Jordan Clarkson. Jace, I'll start with you since you're the resident Jazz fan here. Do you think that the Jazz are serious contenders, or or do you think they need to make a move to kind of move up into that conversation? Uh, as far as, I mean, uh, I'm going to be biased, and I'm going to say they are serious contenders. Uh, in in the East, I mean, in the West, if they want to actually be championship-level contenders, I do think they need to make a move, get another solid perimeter score or another solid number two option when it comes to the offensive end because that's the real issue they have. I, I think they're very, very good defensively with Gobert, uh, Connolly, but just all the other pieces around them, they have some okay – spots i mean like you said clarkson solid six man but they just don't have that solid number two with mitchell i mean uh when it comes to hustling and defensively gobert's elite but he he can't score like anyone they just need a solid number two score to help mitchell or even bring in a number one score and bump mitchell down to the two i'd hate to see that but that's what they need to do to succeed and get possibly to the finals because you can't rely in playoff time for Mitchell to drop 50, 60, 40 every night. Uh, Isaiah, I kind of have the same question for you. Are the Jazz a serious threat in the West, or do they need to do, they need to do some reshuffling and, and make some moves? It's hard to say a serious threat. I, I would say a threat, but a serious threat is hard to say because you got some really tough teams in the top of that division. Obviously, they're playing well right now, but like Jay said, when Rudy Gobert is getting played this much money, you're going to need a lot more out of him. He needs to be scoring. I know he's not much of a scorer. He's more of a defensive player. But you're going to need to start getting something out of him because, like you said, Donovan can't be the only player scoring. But if, if unless they can find a way to pull off a trade and get another scorer, I don't see them being a serious threat. I could see them being a threat, but not a serious threat because too many teams in that West, in that Western Conference are loaded. Like Jay said before, the West is not the East. It's not a cakewalk. So, Jace, uh, another question for you as a as a Jazz fan. Um, do you have anyone in particular you'd you'd want the Jazz to trade for? I have someone in mind, but I want to see what you think first, and then I'll see what you think of uh, of the person I have in mind. Um, I, I I think the real big name that I really want to trade for is uh, Demar Derozan. I think just a solid. Uh, Robin to the Batman that or, or the Spider-Man that is Donovan Mitchell. But uh, I, I think that giving him another wing to, uh, score, so there you can have the perimeter scoring. Still, I mean, you, you might have to drop someone like a Connolly. Maybe you can get rid of uh, – maybe you can keep Connolly and give like a Jordan Clarkson, which I'd be okay with. But just that other perimeter score, that other key score on the offensive end – because defensively, I really like what the Jazz have defensively. It's really just the offense and relying heavily on Mitchell that that, that I see the only problem being. 
Yeah, so the the person I had in mind, Jace, would be more of a um a role player coming off your bench, kind of in my opinion, would probably make one of the best bench backcourts in the league, and that's Derrick Rose, uh, from the Detroit Pistons, because obviously the Pistons like are the Pistons are doo doo to say the least. Um, I think they need to get rid of Blake Griffin and Derrick Rose. Let them go. Oh, excuse me. Let them go. Uh, help out another team. Uh, help help another team chase a championship. Because to be honest, they're just riding their careers away in Detroit. So that's what I was thinking. Uh, Derrick Rose for the Utah Jazz. I'm not mad at that. I like that a lot. So uh, let's get into our second game break of the day and we'll obviously bring you a message from clovercrest media first the cross and wrestling entertainment podcast presented by clovercrest media is what uaw fans have been looking for noah cross and tyler bard give their take on every week's episode of dynamite if you are a massive aew fan then it is time to join us every sunday at noon eastern standard time stay crossum all right like we always say here tons of great podcasts on uh on Clovercrest Media, but nonetheless, let's get into our game break here. Um, first of all, the Pelicans made an announcement, or not an announcement, but a reporter uh, made an announcement that the Pelicans have told uh, certain people that they'd be into the idea of trading either J.J. Redick or Lonzo Ball. And obviously, they would be in some sort of package that for a return that would, would help the Pelicans down the stretch. Um Jace, if you're another NBA team, which one of these two looks more promising? Obviously, they're very different players and very far away in age. Um, I I think a team like the Bucks, the Sixers that are in that win now state, uh, a, a guy like JJ Redick, a guy who can give you consistent three point shooting, that's something uh you you got to look for. But if you're a team like the Magic, the Thunder, a team that's really rebuilding, uh, trying to get assets and, and just work on rebuilding their franchise, a guy like Lonzo Ball uh, might, might be something uh, to, to go after. But uh, I think the real the person you're going to see picked up uh, first and uh, the move that's going to get made is with J.J. Redick, at least in my opinion. Uh, Isaiah, I don't know what you think too. Uh, any one of these two uh, more attractive to you, as a as an NBA fan, or if you were in an NBA front office? Uh, I would probably go. With, um, if you're in a win now mode, I would probably take JJ Redick. If you're a team that needs a player that can help space the floor on the court, you know, help your big men, you know, get one on ones down low. He, you know, obviously JJ Redick is one of the best three point shooters in the league. Which I still can't understand why the 76ers traded him. It's been the biggest pain in their side since they traded him. And as far as Lonzo, like I said, if you're starting a new franchise or you're a franchise that's up and coming or it's on the way, Lonzo Ball is probably the better route for you. Probably someone not J.J. Redding near the end of his career who's not going to want to play for a, a rebuild or a startup or whatever you want to call it. So it depends on your situation, you know, which one looks more attractive. Yeah, I, I think – you know, I've been a big advocate for J.J. Redick being traded back to the 76ers. So seeing this news kind of uh, – I might have to send an email to Daryl Morey and, and get him on that. But uh, I do I do agree that if you're a contender, more likely you're going to be going after a shooter like J.J. Redick who can just come in and light up the, light up the three-point line. 
And uh, yeah, I mean, if you're a smaller team looking to rebuild or even if you're a lower level contender that just wants some extra help, I think Lonzo Ball would be the route to go. Um, and other news and stories like this to me are crazy, man. I, I Some of these things that happen, it just seems like it was almost meant to be or it's a miracle or something. Uh, Karis LeVert was part of the James Harden blockbuster and they discovered a mass on his kidney that ended up being cancerous. So he had the cancer removed, the cancerous mass removed from his kidney and he's expected to fully recover. Um, so that's obviously great news. And then Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are going to be out until at least February 2nd due to COVID-19. Um, I mean, not much more to say there uh, besides you're losing two of your biggest stars. And at least it's happening uh, at a point in the season where you can afford to take some losses without slipping too far down the, the pole. You know, they'll be able to get those two back and climb back up the leaderboard in the West. Uh, so that's, that's is very good. Um, where are the, do you guys, do either of you know where the Clippers are sitting right now? Oh, they're sitting in second place. They've actually yep. won. Yeah, they've actually won seven games in a row, so they're fine. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, so they are fine. Obviously, um, they don't need, like I said, they can afford some losses. Um, and then next here, our, our final topic I wanted to get into: uh, dark horses for the MVP. We've obviously talked early in the season about this, but it's been been about twenty-ish games through the season here. Um, so I'd say we're about 20, 40, 60, something like one third of the way through the season. Obviously, besides Giannis, Luca, and LeBron James, I'll start with Isaiah. Then we'll go to Jace. Is anyone, <laughs> anyone that stands out for MVP uh, that that you don't I think take out those is? guys? Not right now. I don't see anybody. Maybe Julius Randle. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I think it, like I said, these are one of these situations where it's still too early, and if you're not picking a front runner, you're just ass betting at that point. You know, you don't really know. Uh, so I can't give you a dark horse outside of the top three that you give. So I, I really wouldn't know. Jace, you got anybody? Or you think it's like, um, like Isaiah said, it's just out of the question? Well, I mean, there, there's always, especially this early, there's always going to be someone that peaks your eye. I mean, I, I could have done the Homer thing and go with Donovan Mitchell. Uh, also, Bradley Beal came up in the back of my mind, the way he's playing, leading the league in scoring right now. But my guy, the Joker, Nikolai Jokic, I mean, 9.3 assists, 25.4 uh, points, obviously 11.9 rebounds. Man's a beast, close to averaging a triple-double. He might do it. He, this dude's having a historic season for the center position since Wilt. This guy's the real deal. This guy's the MVP, at least for right now. Yeah, so that's a, that's a good pick. I respect that, Jace. Uh, I'm going to go kind of unconventional here. Someone who's been playing uh, very, very well um, in the absence of another star player on their team. Um, uh, and he's shooting very well from three-point range, I think about 43%, which is excellent, uh, 52% from the field in general. And that's uh, Mr. Jalen Brown. I know he hasn't I, – I, I don't like Jalen Brown, like, you guys said about how Kobe Bryant always torched your team. Jalen Brown always seems to be a problem for the 76ers, and I don't like him very much. But as a basketball fan, what he's doing cannot uh, cannot be swept under the rug. He's playing fantastic. He has the Celtics playing, you know, inspired basketball. They're second in the East. They've uh, 
They've won seven out of their last ten games. I mean, they're they're playing really well, and I, I don't think you can overlook that. No, you're right. They're playing very well. But the thing with Boston, I mean, you could also make the argument that Jason Tatum, you could give him MVP praise this early. He hasn't been playing. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's another. But in the games he's played, he's played very, very well. I mean, it's all, like I said, it's hard for me to go outside the top three. I think Lucas <laughs> is outstanding right now. Especially, I yeah. mean, him and, you know, since Porzingis has come back, they haven't been playing the best basketball, but him alone, I still think is playing phenomenal yep yep and uh on that note i think that'll that'll bring our show to an end here uh thank you for tuning in to the posting up podcast make sure you check us out every tuesday and saturday and make sure you check out all of uh clovercrest others great podcast uh for isaiah uh king zay and big jace this has been lucas bolduck and the posting up podcast thank you for watching <laughs>